You're listening to the Going Offsides podcast. Your home for lacrosse news, stories, and everything in between. All right, John, it's a busy week. Let's dive right in. What's the first game you want to talk about? Or what's the first conference you want to talk about? Yeah, so I want to start in the AAC. First game, Cumberlands versus Tennessee Wesleyan. It was one where we thought it might go either way. I had T-Dub winning in an upset. You had Cumberland. And you were right on this one. Cumberland's won 14-7. to It just seemed like Tennessee Wesleyan was playing a little bit too tense. A lot of turnover on the clears leading to fast breaks for Cumberland's big stat on this one. Cumberland's won the ground ball battle 50 to 33. That's an insane amount of ground balls, first of all. So I don't know if I believe 83 ground balls Two, <laughs> I thought Cumberland's was, was going to win. I, I think they're the third best team in their conference. However, you know, that a lot of their other losses outside of those top two teams are coming from out of conference games. So I don't know if they're a top like seven, eight team this year, but I still think that they're borderline top 10 with the talent that they have. They just got to put it all together consistently and, and prove it. You know, the record is what it is, right? They, they have lost a good bit of games and, and, you know, you're not going to be rewarded with that in the polls. So they've slipped, but I still think like at the end of the season, when it's all said and done, they'll be just inside the top 10. Right, I agree with you on that. All right, next we had Reinhardt versus Cumberlands, which was today. Reinhardt won 14-7. to The thing to me was Reinhardt got up big 10-3. to Cumberlands did something unusual on defense, but I kind of liked it. They double-pulled the midfield for most of the game, and then they also face-guarded Gavin Banks at attack with a D-mid. It was actually a very athletic kid. Like, he, yeah. he did a lot better than I thought he was going to. I mean, I love the idea because I think I've told you in the past that, in my opinion, Reinhardt is a very midfield-driven team. You know, they love to initiate the offense by dodging down the alleys and drawing doubles and then go from there. So if you double-pull the mids and then face guard their best attackman, that's a great strategy. I just wish maybe they would have started a little bit earlier. But this goes to show you what we were just talking about. Cumberland's has the ability to lose to Reinhardt by seven, a team that's been punishing teams all year long, putting up 20, 25 goals. And here they are 14, seven against Cumberland's who a lot of people had written off. So I, I think this just goes to show you that Reinhardt is still very good, but Cumberland's does have talent and it's not like Cumberland's just going to just roll over the rest of the year. Yeah, definitely not. The one thing I will say on the Reinhardt part that I would have liked to see them do a little bit better is, I felt like once they got that 10 to three lead heading into the third, they just kind of went super slow, like too slow. They got a couple of shot clocks back to back. They don't like to see that. Gotcha. Next we had St. Andrews versus SCAD. Um, St. Andrews pulled the upset. If you want to call it that 12 to 10, that one, I knew it was going to be a close game. I thought SCAD might pull it out though. Yeah. This is one of those games that kind of, catches you off guard right like you think scad is this receiving votes team that you know just give them a little bit more time they'll be ranked we preseason thought that they were like a top six top seven team and then they go and do something like this where all signs had them point in the right direction and then this is this is a pretty big step back there's no there's no way to sugarcoat that 
I mean, it's worst case scenario because St. Andrews is a team, if you look at them, they're probably going to finish with three to four losses in conference. If they get it their way, they'll have three, and then Scott will probably have three as well. So then there goes the tiebreaker, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, I mean, like we said, it's there's no way to sugarcoat this. This is just bad for Scott. Great win for St. Andrews, though. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That man Chang is something. <laughs> All right, moving on, KCAC. Um, the one I really wanted to talk about on this one was the William Penn versus number nine, Ottawa. William Penn caught Ottawa, won 11 to seven. And honestly, it could have been a lot worse. I think at one point it was 10, 11 to four. And then Ottawa got a couple of goals in the last minute or two. I, I think last week we both kind of agreed that William Penn or has been undersold in this matchup. I think... I definitely wasn't sold on Ottawa thus far. And I definitely thought that this was going to be a great opportunity for an upset. Yeah. Let's hope that Ottawa can bounce back. They started out, I think four and zero. now they've lost the last three. So they need to bounce back. Yeah. I think outside of the top two in that conference, we're starting to see teams kind of, you know, pick each other apart a little bit in the middle. Yeah, definitely. Moving on to the WAC, following Indiana tech a little bit. They played Aquinas, and I thought this would probably be about a four or five goal game. Some people thought it would be a blowout. Ended up being 13 to 11 Indiana Tech win. The thing I was not aware of was just how much speed the Aquinas had at midfield, Walker West, and then also the LSM was incredibly fast as well. Seemed like he could keep up with the Indiana Tech midfielders a little better than I thought. Yeah, I mean, we've been waiting to see how the top of the whack is going to shake out, right? Like a lot of teams are having good years. Aquinas, we just haven't had a lot to, to see of them yet. Um, I think the big story here is, you know, Mitch Haggard is back and that offense is completely different with him there. And I think honestly, at this point, we, we've seen it. They can play with anybody. I mean, Indiana Tech, is, just like Reinhardt, has been blowing people out of the water and then they win by two. So... Aquinas is definitely one to watch out for. And, and I think I, I, I would hate to be like number three or four in the whack because that, that team is probably not going to make, it. I think we're going to get three teams out of the whack this year. And I would hate to be, you know, just on the cusp there. I think Aquinas, Sienna Heights, uh, you know, who knows with Lawrence tech, what we're going to get. It, it doesn't look like it's their year. I mean, we, we were hoping for the best, but there's so much opportunity. You got Concordia pushing very hard right now. So I can't wait to see more matchups in the WAC to help us kind of figure out what's going on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then we had Lords versus Indiana Tech, which if you thought that one was a little wild, this one was a defensive matchup. I thought it was going to be something like maybe 17-14, 17-13. I thought it was going to be a high scoring one. And then we get six to four Indiana Tech wins. Honestly, the Lord's goalie was the best player on that entire field. I mean, 20-something saves, he put right? 24 saves, clearing like a madman, but in a good way. He's like, <laughs> he still runs all up and down the field, but he, he, he's dialed it in a little bit, you know? <laughs> this is but, when, um, we, when, when I saw the score, I thought it was a joke. Like, Indiana Tech doesn't score just six goals in a game. And Lord's doesn't just score four. I, I honestly was confused when, when I saw this. And all I can say is either Indiana Texas had a down week because that's two games that they won by two goals total, right? We've seen Lords play 
And I would have on paper expected Indiana Tech to, to walk away with this one a bit, but here we go. The whack is starting to, to get weird. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. One thing I will say, I didn't investigate it enough roster-wise, but I had a couple people reach out to me and say that Lords had a couple guys back for this one that they didn't in the previous game, so they're finally getting a little healthy off looking for to see who they got back. But the thing about Lords to me is they don't put up a lot of goals, but, like, I can't figure out why. Like, they have the stick skills. It's not they're turning the ball over a lot, making bad passes. I feel like they're almost, like, too hesitant to shoot. Like, they're looking for that perfect opportunity. Like, maybe they'll get a step on a guy, and they'll say, I need two steps to take a shot, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. And and from the games that I've seen, a lot of the turnovers are coming on the offensive end. Not not really in the clear, not really, you know, anywhere else. It's just attackmen holding the ball too long, trying to do too much. And then they, like you said, they might not shoot, and then they turn the ball over. So uh, I wouldn't want to play them in a couple weeks when things really start to click and everyone's healthy. Agreed, agreed. And then, Nick, do you want to talk about next week's games? Yeah, absolutely. So moving on into next week, we've got some doozies coming up here. So according to the schedule, we're going to see Aquinas and Concordia coming up here. I think that is on the 31st. That would be Wednesday. So nice little midweek action, and that's at Concordia. This is one that's really going to tell us the truth about Concordia, right? Like we were talking before the show, they've got really good players. Everything's pointing in the right direction. But when you play Mount Vernon twice and a couple other teams, like we we need to see them against somebody that we think could be a playoff team. And this is going to be that first game where that happens. So I'm excited to see Aquinas against Concordia on Wednesday. We've also got Madonna Lords that same day, and that's another – it's the exact same story as, as Aquinas Concordia. Want to see how Lords does. You know, they're trending in the right direction. <clears throat> Guys are getting healthy, and and we need to know if Madonna – I mean, they've played really well against Indiana Tech. They played really well against Reinhardt. Are they for real? You know what I mean? Like, we're going to find a lot of that out. We have Sienna Heights Lawrence Tech on Wednesday too. So, basically what I'm saying is – on Wednesday, we're going to figure out a lot about the WAC, or we're going to learn absolutely nothing, and it's just going to be more chaos. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yep. And then in the KCAC, we've got Ottawa and St. Ambrose, which is going to be same thing. We're going to find out, is Ottawa really worthy of like that nine ranking? And St. Ambrose currently ranked five. We're going to see if they can kind of just take that extra step away from the middle of the KCAC and really establish themselves as that number two behind Columbia. And yeah, that one is going to be on April 1st. So that's, that's going to be on Thursday. Then moving on to Friday, we got Lawrence tech Madonna, or is it Saturday? Saturday. We've got Lawrence tech Madonna. Another one of those games where, you know, we're going to figure out just how good Lawrence tech is this year. And if, you know, if they don't win this game and the one on Wednesday against Sienna Heights, you know, obviously the postseason is out of the question at that point. So this is a very big week for the whole WAC, but Lawrence Tech in particular needs needs two victories here to to really save their season. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agreed with you on that one. And, and then, then there's one in the AAC, SCAD versus uh, Cumberland. Yeah, that's one where we, you know, best case scenario, honestly, for the conference might be 
the way things are going is if Cumberlands can and pull pull out that victory because Scad really couldn't afford that St. Andrews loss. So we need yeah, one of those two not. teams to dominate the other in order to get a strong second team out of that conference. Here's a weirder scenario for you. If St. If SCAD beats Cumberlands, but then later in the year, or no, I guess they already did. St. Andrews beats, pulls off an upset. We could be looking at a scenario where Cumberlands, St. Andrews, and SCAD each finish with three losses, and St. Andrews has two wins over both of them. Well, then I guess St. Andrews is going to get that second ticket, isn't it? <laughs> so it could be a wild finish in the AAC. All right. Well, th- then this is to St. Andrews. Keep it going right? Keep it going because no one thinks that it's going to happen. So make sure it happens because, you know, we like a little bit of chaos here, but I think that pretty much wraps it up, man. I mean, just a huge, huge week in the whack is really what it comes down to. There's, there's plenty of other good games, but if we're going to figure out a conference this week, it's going to be the whack. Yes. Gotta happen. Gotta happen. All right. Until next week. Today's episode is brought to you by Level Across. Are you ready to take your game to the next level? Level Across has innovative products at an unbeatable price. From their aviator travel stick that fits in a backpack to their Apex rebounder that comes with its own carrying case. Need something more traditional? Their Altitude Complete Stick provides an aerospace aluminum alloy stick, a pre-strung head, and a lifetime warranty for only $49.99. And for every item purchased, Level donates sticks, equipment, and daily essentials to programs in need all over the U.S. and overseas. Order yours today at levellax.com, spelled L-V-L-Lax.com, and use code G-O-S for 10% off your order. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, give us a review, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Going Offsides.